the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Buckle up and settle in for a full hour of automotive mayhem with the real car guy, master technician, Mark Salem, where the only two things we can't fix is a broken heart and the crack of dawn. To talk to Mark, call 602-508-0960. That's 602-508-0960. Now, once again, here's Mark. Well, good morning, everybody. Four minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock. And if you'd like to join us with the car question kind of show, you call me up and you tell me your make and model and the mileage on your car, and then you and I are going to talk about the problem. You're going to describe the symptoms, and I'm going to ask you questions, and then we'll get as close as we can. This is the second uh, to the last show that I'm ever going to have, and and I was going to have Harkers on here, but we've got some technical difficulties because when I went from Payson down to Tempe, we couldn't use our radio studio in Tempe. So because I'm on a phone now, um, we couldn't do uh, Harkers Automotive, but... I'm going to start by telling you about Harkers. Harkers has been around for a very long time, since 1967. And Jeremy, their technician, is one of those young men that has the tenacity to find and fix problems that nobody else can. Now, as shop owners, we don't necessarily like that idea because he's got 21 hours in it and we're going to bill nine. However, when you've got somebody that's going to be able to fix it, that goes a long way. So Jeremy and Bob are a pair to just really... Between the two of them, they can really uh, get down on a problem. The car that they had, someone had already spent thousands and thousands of dollars trying to fix it. But at the end of the day, Jeremy figured out that the tensioner was the problem, the chain tensioner on the timing uh, chain. And so he was able to duplicate the problem. Then he fixed the problem, and the problem went away. Customers really happy, but not after spending a couple thousand dollars on some guessing. But the idea is is that they were able to take care of that. So if you live anywhere near 38th Avenue and Indian School, Larry Harker's Auto Repair is a good place to go. Or if you've got a problem that nobody can fix, Harker's one is maybe one of two shops I'm going to send you to. So 38th Avenue and Indian School would be my first choice, and it should be yours as well when and 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 i hope you don't fall into the same kind of situation where you take it to one shop and they try but can't then you take it to another shop they try that can't and then the second shop re- recommends you to a third shop and they try and can't that's an un- that's a very difficult thing to do and as many of you know it's uh, it's not financially feasible so what's really important is finding somebody that has fixed cars like that. Maybe not your exact cars, but somebody who can really fix problems that other people struggle with. And you can call your local parts department uh, and ask them who buys parts and keeps them. Why do you ask that? It's because if we buy a part and we keep it, that means we diagnosed it correctly. But if we buy a part and we return it, then we buy another part and we return it, clearly we're guessing. But the auto parts stores usually know the really great shops, and that would be something. You can also go to MarkSalem.com and click on the best car repair shops, and my list is there. 
but certainly when it comes to um, when it comes to fixing a car, nobody else can. There's three shops on my list, and Harker is one of them. 602-508-0960. If you have a car question or a car problem, you're welcome to call us. Jeremy will answer the – actually, Gil will answer the phone, and uh, then he'll whisper in my ear your name, and then we'll take your call in the order that it was received. Car repair is difficult. Maintenance is easy. What's going on in our industry is is that – there are some repair shops that are creating their own version of what you should do. Don't do that. Look at your owner's manual and follow the owner's manual. We've got shops out there that make the customers believe that if you put a synthetic oil in your car, which moves your oil change from $40 to 110 if we put synthetic oil in your car, your car will love you forever and will never fail. And nothing could be further from the truth. So the synthetic oil has a change, depending on your owner's manual, between 10 and 15,000 miles. My 2012 Dodge truck diesel, I use synthetic in it, and I change the oil between 12 and 15,000 miles. It's, and I've run a significant amount of oil um, analysis on my old oil compared to the new oil. I'm looking for an abnormal amount of copper, uh, an abnormal amount of iron, uh, any water, any fuel contamination, and when your motor's really running good, then there is none of those things inside your oil. But if there is, then there's a problem. So those kinds of oil analysis are very important. What we have is is we have people who sell shops, a few shops, sell a, a full synthetic oil change, and then they put on your door sticker 5,000, 6,000, 7,000 miles. Well, that's only half the life of a synthetic oil. And so they're robbing you of half the life of that oil because they want to sell you the high dollar oil, but they don't want to give you the benefits of the high dollar oil. And that's something that comes to my attention at least two or three times a month. So those are the issues, and I warn you about that. And there's a lot of people that talk about synthetic, that your car isn't made for synthetic. Your car has a few brains, but it doesn't know what kind of oil you put in the engine. It doesn't know, it can't know, and it will never know. So it doesn't know if it's Valvoline or Castrol or if it's Chevron. It doesn't know what weight it is or whether it's a conventional oil, which is what we call Fred Flintstone oil, or a semi-synthetic oil. And no one really knows what semi means. You'd think that it would be 50% uh, synthetic oil and 50% of conventional oil, but that's not the truth. It could be 90-10. It could be 90 conventional and 10% synthetic. So those are the games that everybody's playing. But what you can do is use a well-known name oil. I'll give you an example. Our shop ports Chevron oil. We know that there's no games being played with respect to the three oils that we pour, conventional, semi-synthetic, and synthetic. And obviously, there's a big difference depending on our customers. We have lots of senior customers that run 3,000 miles a year, 4,000 miles a year. We put them in conventional oil. Remember that old oil change that's $25, $32? That's what we put them in because they're going to go a year through four seasons, and, we, and the, they're not going to exceed the mileage that we've put on that conventional oil. Let's flip it around. We've got people that drive you know, 5,000 miles a month. Well, after three months, they've gone 15,000 miles. We're going to put a synthetic in there because if they're driving 15,000, that's really, you divide that by three, that's five conventional oil changes or one synthetic oil change. 
no matter how you do the math, you're better off with synthetic oil. Your engine doesn't know the difference, and there's a lot of people that will suggest and tell you that if you use synthetic, you have to stay with synthetic. That's a lie. They say that your motor, if it wasn't designed for synthetic, you can't use synthetic. That's a lie. How do I know? Because I've been trained by Valvoline and Chevron. I'm an oil expert when it comes to application and problems with oil. I've been trained. So it doesn't really make any difference what you're told. Ask them about their credentials. But most of the time, when the few shops in town fib about an oil change or the time you should change your oil, it benefits them and not you. <laughs> That's all there is to it. It benefits them and not you. So the idea is, is you're going to want to look at your owner's manual, and that will be your uh, that'll be what you're looking for. 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. And if you'd like to ask a car question, that's the number you use, 602-508-0960. And we've got a caller. Who might that be, Gil? Michael, good morning. How can I help you? Good morning, Mark. <clears throat> I haven't got a call question, but I've got a comment. I've been a listener uh, of your show for a lot of years, and I remember when you did your show on Channel Three, and I, it was on yeah, it was on Channel Three, and I think um, 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 Checker was a sponsor, and I remember at, at the tail end, you would have like say a tool of the week or something like that, and I thought I really enjoyed that. I thought that was pretty good. You know, that was a long run for us, Michael. Uh, Rosie was there. Dave the Garden Guy was there. Terry Olette was there. There was a group of us younger people back then <laughs> who who were together. And I'll tell you what I remember about Channel 3. Uh, Dave the Garden Guy, like I say, Mark, Rosie, there was a lot of, lot of talent there. I walked in one day, and the whole place inside the television station was quiet and there was 30, 40 people huddled around all the TV screens on the, on the, uh, that they watched, other channels, you know, uh, nationwide television shows and stuff. And, and that was the Oklahoma City bombing. And I remember right. that Margaret, the, the director, turned around and said to Rosie and I, you won't have a show today. You won't have a spot today. Ironically enough, things went really good. And years later, and I don't remember if Oklahoma was before the Twin Towers, the same thing happened on the Tuesday when we, Rosie and I, were to show up and Dave, the garden guy, show up and do our, our spots. So we sat there in a room with 20 televisions from 20 different places, and we watched those two things go down. And I don't think anybody left that big studio for till lunchtime. So those are the memories that I have that happened, but thank you for for paying us all a compliment because back then local radio was a really big deal and and Rosie and I and Dave were always grateful for TV3 for giving us that chance. Mark, I got one question. You had an assistant on that um uh TV program. Was that by any chance your son Alan? No, it wasn't. Um his name was Jamie and he was our general manager. And probably maybe 10 years ago, Jamie opened up his own shop, and we were very proud of him when he opened up his own shop. He was our general manager, shop foreman kind of guy. He was really, really good with technicians and customers. 
Oftentimes they're really good with one or the other, but not both. But Jamie's no longer in that business, and Jamie has another job, and he talks about being far lucrative, and I'm very happy for him. But Jamie was the sidekick that we used. Dave, the garden guy, had his brother in there, and Rosie had his son, Romy, in there. So somehow or another, the uh, three of us were able to get good information. And every once in a while, we got called into the principal's office, but it started out with this kind of a conversation. Did you really say... And before they could get anything out of their mouth, the garden guy and Rosie and Mark would say, yes. <laughs> it, was, it was one of those answers that just came out. Yes, we said it. And then they'd say, well, we don't want you to say that again, and we'd do that. But thank you for noticing. But, yeah, it was Jamie Armstrong. Thank you. Mark, I want to wish you an, a nice retirement, and I'm going to miss your show. But thank you for all that you do for us. Thank you so much. Oh, well, thank you, Michael, for, for for your compliments and stuff like that. I feel like I got the better end of the deal because when I first started radio, I wasn't very good. But with the people from both KK, KTAR and KKNT, as well as the Channel 3 people, and then later we went to some network televisions, I was mentored about delivering my message. And the one thing that I want to tell you and others is this. When I got on the radio, Jim Tazerak at KTR said, if you think you're going to do an hour-long commercial about your shop, you got another thing coming. It's at that point that I learned that if you don't thump your chest, then people will beat a path to your door. But if you thump your chest, you're not going to go very far. So Rosie and I and Dave the Garden Guy, we never used to thump our chest. And if somebody said to me, I live in Peoria, do you have a shop? Yeah, I want you to go to Mike's. He's a good guy. That paid dividends, and I think we all learned from that. But but thank you for noticing, Michael. Thank you. The phone number, the rest of you, is 602-508-0960. 602-508-0960. The lines are wide open. We have five, and we'll be right back. When I grow up, I want to work for a woke company, like super woke. When I grow up, when I grow up, I want to be hired based on what I look like rather than my skills. I want to be judged by my political beliefs. I want to get promoted based on my chromosomes. When I grow up, I want to be offended by my coworkers and walk around the office on eggshells and have my words policed by HR. Words like grandfather, peanut gallery, long time no see, no can do. When I grow up, I want to be obsessed with emotional safety and do workplace sensitivity training all day long. When I grow up, I want to climb the corporate ladder. Just by following the crowd. I want to be a conformist. I want to weaponize my pronouns. What are pronouns? It's time to grow up and get back to work. Introducing the number one woke-free job board in America, redballoon.work. Post your open jobs at redballoon.work and use promo code SALEM to get 10% off your first month's job postings. When I have an asthma attack, I feel scared. It's like tiny nails in the air poke my lungs. I start to cough. Sometimes I, my parents have to take me to the hospital. Today, one out of 13 children suffer from some form of asthma, accounting for nearly one-third of all emergency room visits. I feel like I'm choking. It's kind of like an elephant is on my chest. A little whistle sound comes out when I breathe. But while your child may suffer from asthma, asthma doesn't have to make your child suffer. There are simple ways you can prevent your child's next attack. To learn more, call 1-866-NO-ATTACKS. That's 1-866-662-8822. Log on to www.noattacks.org or call your doctor. Because even one attack is one too many. 
I feel like a fish with no water. Brought to you by the EPA, the Ad Council, and this station. Dad! Come on! Over here! Look at this, Dad! Over Whoa. The moment my son saw a redwood tree. It's huge! Is the moment I knew that for him... Even the sky has no limit. There are some moments only the forest can inspire. Find yours at discovertheforest.org. Learn about forests near you and discover cool things to do when you go, like hiking, biking, fishing, or camping. Or do your own thing when you get there with family and friends. Your moment is out there. Find it at discovertheforest.org. That's discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. Hi, I'm Smokey Bear, and I made an assistant to help you prevent wildfires. Dude, I've got this. I've been camping since I was five years old. But I am a camping influencer. You know what? I'll bet you five bucks. Assistant Smokey, what is the best way to put out a campfire? To put out a campfire, drown with water, stir, drown again. Then make sure the fire is out cold by feeling with the back of your hand. Wait, really? I'll take the five bucks. Learn more at SmokeyBear.com. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. Welcome back, everybody. 21 minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock. If you have a car question or a car problem, please give us a call. 602-508-0960. 602-508-0960. Let me tell you, I told, I told you a little while ago uh, about Larry Harker's auto and uh, and they still are going to be even though I'm not doing radio the the, the list of, of the best shops in Phoenix according to Mark Salem will still be on my website marksalem.com let me tell you about another one automatic transmission exchange I've told you this a hundred times Phil and his staff are transmission diagnostic experts transmission repair oil leaks doesn't shift right on and on and on Phil and Barney Rubble were born and raised together and he started on cars with wooden tires and concrete tires. So he knows about the transmissions from the first day until the automatics that are eight speeds and computer controlled today. So if you have a transmission problem, a leak, a drivability problem, and somebody says you have to replace the transmission, it's worth taking the time to stop by Phil at Automatic Transmission Exchange, 40th Street in Washington, and ask him what his opinion is. Let's go to the phones. By the way, the phone number is 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. Jack, how can I help you? Good morning, Mark. Um, hey, like the previous caller, uh, I'll miss you too. I really enjoyed your sage advice. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, yeah, I got a question. I got a 2000 F-150 V6, and something curious happened. The the AC got low, the refrigerant, and so we took it to the shop, and they recharged it. And uh, it lasted about 15 minutes, and then... It looked like the belt started to get tight and white smoke coming out and the compressor had a hard time turning, so we turned it off. But I guess my question for you is, what's your experience with recharging an AC system and then having a problem perhaps with the clutch or the compressor? What What's reasonable to expect on, a, on an old truck like that? <laughs> oh, I want to tell you something. I walked okay. that path, and I know a lot about that path, 
And, uh, and, and, and here's, here's the answer to your question, and, and it's not going to really help you any, but after it gets fixed, everybody will know what's going on. Let me give you an example. In the old days, it was by guess and by golly how much Freon we put in the system. Some guys would count to 10. Some guys would count to 30. Some guys would look at their pressure gauges. All of that was flat BS. Today, <laughs> we look at a sticker, and it says 3.2 pounds. We hook up a machine, and we punch in 3.2 pounds. The machine puts 3.2 pounds, and the thing blows ice cubes after that. If you overcharge it, you could cause a problem with the clutch and the compressor. So if it's overcharged, now look at your receipt, because most of the time it's going to say 4.1 pounds, 3.2 pounds, 2.6 pounds, and then you'll know that they have a piece of equipment that is very specific. Now, the other thing could be is, is that if it has the proper amount of Freon in it and the compressor gave up the ghost, how many miles are on this vehicle? About 250. Okay, is this the first compressor? Have you done one before? No, this is the first and original, and you know it was it was spinning before just fine. It just didn't have enough cool air or refrigerant in it. But okay, and and see what happens is it it it's going to spin once we engage the clutch. Then it's going to spin, and behind the pulley is where we're going to compress everything and make everything happen. As the compressor comes apart inside then sometimes we feel like that it's just an overpressure system or the fan clutch isn't working or the, the orifice tube is plugged up. we got all these different kinds of things. And so oftentimes the, the industry, will da- industry will dance around and then they'll put exactly the amount of Freon in it, but nobody knows that the compressor is on its last legs. Okay. And so obviously that's where okay. you're at. Now, what would be important is is that when you've replaced the compressor, hopefully they're going to replace the orifice tube, which is the tube that meters the flow of Freon through the whole system. They're going to replace the accumulator because that's really the filter of the Freon and the oil and stuff like that. This is going to be a big bill. This is going to be 350 to $500. And you have an evaporator underneath the dash, and hopefully it's not full of metal, but we're going to use compressed air to blow it out. Then you have a condenser in front of the radiator, and we're going to do the same thing, we, the industry. Right. But 200, 200 250,000 miles, keep in mind that 200,000 miles, you've been around the girth of the earth eight times. So when wow. I see that, I say to myself, I know you're concerned about the one, two, three of how this happened, but at 250,000 miles on the original compressor, you got more than what you paid for when you bought that system. And well, so that doesn't make you feel any better. Where do you live? What part of town you live in? Well, I, I'm in New Mexico. And I, I got to tell you, I wish I lived somewhere near you because you speak so highly of these many shops. I'd love to take it to one of those, but it's not worth the drive over there. Right, well, wh- where do you live in New Mexico? Are you anywhere near Road Forks on I-10? No, I'm near Santa Fe. Okay. Here's what I I have to offer you. I want you to call a couple of parts stores in your area, maybe a Napa, maybe a CarQuest, maybe a, you know, a couple of auto parts stores. And you say to them, you know, I'm new in the area and I think it's a great idea to call the parts stores and say, hey, who buys parts from you? Who never returns them? Who never has a problem with their customer? Who's the old gray-haired guy that's been around 20 years, and he pays his bill on time? Yeah. Well, yeah, if, you, you give me that advice, and I've followed that. I'm on my third or fourth shop now because, <laughs> well, not sure those gray-haired guys really are. But 
let me well, ask you this. So what, 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 what's your experience with, uh, I mean, the thing is old, I get it. And uh, simply putting new refrigerant in it may have been overfilled, may have been, but uh, what's your experience with a failure? Like, I mean, it's not seized up. It'll still spin, but it's struggling. So how often does that happen? What's your experience? Well, first of all, you're way past what we normally see. We normally see major air conditionings, the accumulator, sometimes the evaporator, some, most of the times not the evaporator, the condenser and the compressor and the accumulator, which is a big filter. That's all contaminated with metal, and the system has just completely broke down. But you're, yeah. you're way past that. You're, you, oh. you should have, this should be your third compressor you're putting on this at 200-plus thousand miles. Okay. Uh, in, in addition to that, Here's what would interest me. Find a shop that can pull the Freon out and measure it and then say to them, look at the sticker and tell me what the difference is. Now, if he calls you back and says the sticker's 28 ounces and you got 28 ounces in there, there was no overcharge. They didn't do anything wrong except miss the symptoms of your compressor going to compressor heaven. But if it calls for 19 ounces and the guy goes, well, I pulled 35 out of there, (laughs) then you got a fight on your hands. (laughs) Okay. Well, I'm going to take it back Monday morning. I did this Friday afternoon. I called him and told him, he says, well, bring it in Monday. So I'll take it in Monday and you'll look at it and then we'll talk. Well, then you say to him, it's perfectly acceptable. You say to him, "Um, I want you to pay particular attention to duplication of labor and duplication of parts. So just make sure I'm being treated fairly. And what you're saying is, is if you put 30 ounces of refrigerant in there, I don't want to pay for 30 ounces. If you put some oil in there, I don't want to pay for the oil. And some of that labor might transfer to the new one. We as shop owners, we like to say that first. I'm going to give you $140 credit right off the bat for your compressor because I know what it looks like and I know what you're talking about. So start with that kind of very calm, shake his hand kind of discussion and see what happens. Thanks, Jack. I got to run. I got to go do a commercial 602-508-0960. Take the Patriot with you wherever you go. The 960 The Patriot mobile app, your Alexa, TuneIn, iHeart, and Odyssey.com. It's your voice of reason 24-7. It's getting harder and harder to make sense out of today's headlines. To stay on top of breaking world and national news with a Christian worldview and a faith-based perspective on what it means, turn to ChristianHeadlines.com. Log on to ChristianHeadlines.com for the very latest news and then sign up for our free daily newsletter to stay one step ahead of what's happening. Get out of the mainstream media rut with top news and positive headlines every day with ChristianHeadlines.com. I was in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean when it happened. There was a sudden jolt and our submarine crashed on the seafloor. We were in total darkness. That's Dr. Dejana Figueroa, a marine biologist and STEM teacher, talking about a deep sea dive she'll never forget. It's funny, when I was a kid, I was afraid of the ocean. And there I was, two miles below the surface. But as a scientist, you prepare for that. Using our training and a little creativity, we fixed the sub and finished our experiments. The dive was just too important. Every dive gives us glimpses at things few people ever get to see. Blowing creatures, fiery undersea volcanoes. When we got back to the surface, I kissed the ground and called my mom, of course. But you know what? I wouldn't trade that dive for anything. Dr. Figueroa uses her passion for STEM to discover new things and make the world a better place. She can STEM, so can you. Check out She Can STEM for more stories and inspiration. 
message from the Ad Council. I'll be honest, the first few months were tough. When I left the military, I was excited for a fresh start, but civilian life has been harder than I thought it would be. Figuring out a new career while also being a good mom, wife, and friend. Some days I'm barely keeping my head above water. And with the transition and everything I'm juggling, I'm spread too thin. I finally realized that it's hurting my mental health. To get back to enjoying life again, I needed to get help. Opening up to someone was a big step for me. I, I saw that I'm not alone and that there are tools to help me overcome what I'm going through. With support, I feel like I'm heading in the right direction. Discover how other women veterans like me have learned to thrive after military service by taking care of themselves and their mental health. Visit maketheconnection.net slash womenveterans. Hey kids, let mom help with your science project. This new mom wants her kids' science project to thrive. Too bad she hasn't cracked a science book since 1985. A metathesis reaction? Compounds, mixtures, and elements. Even this baking soda volcano is too big of an experiment. Whoa. Now she's completely forgotten the periodic table. Now she's burning a hole through the kitchen table. Burning with science. But her kids' love for the mom is truly transparent. Proof you don't have to be perfect to be the perfect parent. Don't tell Dad. You don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. Thousands of siblings in foster care will take you just as you are. For more information on how you can adopt, visit AdoptUSKids.org. A public service announcement from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, AdoptUSKids, and the Ad Council. My early Alzheimer's diagnosis was hard to take. But it gave my mom and me more time to plan together. Talk to your family about seeing a doctor. Go to alz.org slash time to talk. A message from the Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council. All about that demon automobile. Welcome back, everybody. 34 minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock. And my name is Mark Salem. If you have a car question, 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. Jack, I got you on the line. I got to take care of some business, and then I'm going to get to you. But anybody else, we have four lines open, 602-508-0960. Action Auto Repair, Tom at Action Auto Repair at I-17 in Deer Valley. Have been, we've been friends since 1983. Folks, there's people that haven't been married as long as Tom and I have known one another. And I can tell you that I've referred people to his shop many times, and I've never had a complaint. I've had a lot of calls that said, hey, we're really grateful that you sent us there, stuff like that. But at the end of the day, he's a good guy, and he knows the difference between right and wrong. He has ASE Master Certified Technicians, and that way they can diagnose and repair the car appropriately because basically they have a master's degree in auto repair. So if you live up in the area of I-17 in Deer Valley, Action Auto Repair is a good place to go. Let's go to the phones. Jack, good morning. How are you? Oh, okay, and I did take care of Jack. So 602-508-0960, we have five lines open, 602-508-0960. Many of you know that I've been on the radio for a long time. I started in 1988, and here we are, 2023. And um, so I've been around the block a couple of times. I'm also an ASE Master Certified Technician, so I've taken all eight of the automotive and light truck tests, and I've passed those every five years. 
Then you get to a point where you become an emeritus, which it's a fancy word for me and semi-retired or retired, and you don't have to take the test anymore. <laughs> That's what the best part about it for me was concerned was, is I don't have to take the test. But when you're an ASE certified technician and when you're a master, there are eight tests. You have to pass all of them at the same time. And the environment where you take these tests eliminates any cheating, any discussion between the test takers, anything like that at all. It's a very sophisticated way to determine whether you have the skills to be certified in alignments, certified in tune-up, vehicle emissions, transmissions, air conditioning system, et cetera, et cetera. When you're a master tech, you've passed all eight of them, but after so many years of service, and in my case, more than 30 years of service with an ASC moniker, then they, they put you down as emeritus. So otherwise, you're a retired master technician. I no longer have to take the test. And frankly, I think I would pass all of them, but there may be one at the transmission side that I fall on my knees on. But I can give you good information. And if you have a question, then now's the time to call. We have five lines open, 602-508-0960. 602-508-0960. Tell you about another shop in town that I've been around. I just got through telling you that I've known uh, Tom at Action Auto um, since 1983. Well, when you go to Sun City, I've known Chuck Nyday since 1982. Chuck is a good guy. He's been in the gas station business, and now he owns an RV facility as well as an auto repair shop. His staff knows, pretty much like my staff knows as well, no shenanigans. If we mess up, raise your hand. Make it right. Don't charge them. Tell them you're sorry. By the same token, make sure the technician has the symptoms, and he knows that the, he's going to fix these symptoms with his suggested repair. So you become an advocate for the customer. Now, there's great technicians out there. And, folks, if your kids are interested in being an auto repair technician, there's technicians out there right now that work a five-day work week that have a 401K that make in excess of $80,000 a year. Those guys are the top of the line. They're ASE master certified technicians. They've been around the block a long time. So those are kind of what you're looking for. You're looking for those kinds of guys. Now, obviously, we can use a young man out of high school to do oil changes, tire rotations, tire replacement. Discount Tire is a good example of that. They hire young men out of high school, and those young men are taught everything they need to know about tires, tire balancing, um, uneven tire tread wear, inflation, load, all that stuff. So there's lots of room in our industry if you want to be specialized, but when you're a master technician, you're saying, I can pass all the tests. And there's, there's quite a few of us master technicians out there, and there's even more of us that are retired emeritus. <laughs> and and, and we, we got started when it, was, when it was really tough to pass all the tests. And I, I will admit, it took me, I don't know, three or four times before I could get all eight tests. The ones that really got me good was transmission. And so that's just a skill all of its own. 602-508-0960. If you have a question about a repair, the first place you should stop is talk to the shop owner or the service manager and just say, and, and typically this is the story, I came in with a vibration and you balanced my tires and I still have the vibration. I know you didn't do that on purpose, but I would like to know where we go from here. Now, most of us are going to say, well, the diagnosis on this is going to be on our dime because we missed the first one. 
So I'm not going to charge you. If you leave your car here, I'll give you a ride home, and we're going to put a couple of guys on it, and we're going to find the vibration. Then I'll call you and give you an estimate, and you don't have to pay me because you've been a customer of mine for 11 years. You don't have to pay me for a week. you got a week to drive the car. If you come back and pay the bill, I'll know I got it. If, if I didn't get it, then at least call me and tell me, nope, you didn't get it. That means you don't have to pay for it. We do that a lot. Our industry does that a lot because we make mistakes, and that's all there is to it. It's how you recover from the mistake, and sometimes you have to sometimes just bite the bullet and write a check. 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. We have five lines available. You, got, you can pick any one you want, and when you come through, Gil will say you want to talk to Mark, and you say yeah, and he'll ask you your name. We'll be back right after this. Are you considering a unique way to enhance your investment knowledge this year? Then sign up today for the all-inclusive Eagle Financial Publications Cruise. Along with our trusted partner, The Money Show, we're setting sail this December to explore some of the most beautiful and unspoiled destinations in the Caribbean. But this is no ordinary vacation. It's a chance to learn from top Eagle Financial experts like best-selling authors George Gilder, Mark Skousen, and others who will be hosting a series of workshops and seminars throughout the trip. Imagine lounging on the sun deck while discussing investment strategies with like-minded individuals or enjoying a gourmet dinner at the same table with one of our leading financial authorities. This once-in-a-lifetime cruise is a perfect way to combine education and relaxation to achieve your investment goals. This cruise will sell out quickly, so visit EagleFinancialCruise.com today to learn more and to secure your cabin. That's EagleFinancialCruise.com. Eagle Financial is a division of Salem Media Group. This is the story of a very special woman. In a matter of seconds, she turned herself into a great mathematician or an entrepreneur. Her knowledge was limitless and still is. She could also make monsters disappear, especially those that lurked in the shadows under the bed. Once, this woman put back together a teenage girl's broken heart, which had been shattered in a thousand pieces, just by giving her a bear hug. She masqueraded as a regular person at work, but as a superhero at home. Everyone knows her as Gabriella. I still call her mom. Your hero needs you now, and AARP is here to help. Find the care guides you need to help, complete with tips and resources, at aarp.org caregiving. A public service announcement brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. More than 80 million Americans count on AM radio stations like this one for news, weather updates, and the opportunity to discuss and debate important issues facing our country. But some people want to remove AM radio from new cars being manufactured, and we cannot let that happen. The Senate Commerce Committee has approved the AM Radio for Every Vehicle Act, Senate Bill 1669, and moved it on for a vote in the full Senate. It also faces action in the U.S. House. Your U.S. Senator and your representative in Congress are in your home state during the annual congressional recess this August. When you see your senator or congressman visiting your community, please tell them you want their support to keep AM radio strong, vibrant, and available to you in your car. This is your chance to stand up and be heard. And you can text AM to 52886. Just text AM to 52886 and tell Congress to support AM radio. Text AM to 52886. You don't need to get a second job as a stuntman to save money. 
You just need FeedThePig.org. Don't get left behind. Get tips and tools at FeedThePig.org. Brought to you by the American Institute of CPAs and the Ad Council. She's smart, beautiful, and a former Fox Business Channel host. Now you can hear her take on the day's financial news on the Trish Regan Show on the Salem Podcast Network. Well, welcome back, everybody. 44 minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock. And uh, Gil and I have just overcome some some technical problems. And once again, and forever and ever, it's my fault. <laughs> it's just my fault. Um, we have some very sophisticated equipment, and I'm a car guy. And so when you start talking about Ethernet and tips and, and input bus and output bus and, and CC1 and CC4... I don't know what I'm doing. So I decided to take this particular little piece of equipment that costs a lot of money that's as big as my hand and just shut it down, pull the battery out, put everything back in, and voila, we're back in order. So 44 minutes after the hour, 10 o'clock, we have open lines available, 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. If you want to ask questions or if you have a car question or anything like that at all, just give us a call. We're going to be here for two hours. We're going to go all the way until till noon. And uh, and then you can also email me if you want, mark at marksalem.com, mark at marksalem.com. Gil, we don't have anybody in the wings, or do we have? Okay. Michael, good morning. How can we help you? How are you today? I, uh, I, have, I have a question. It's a little bit of an odyssey. I have a 2016 uh, Chevy Silverado pickup truck. It's one of the service trucks in my business. And we were in a job in Yuma. And the battery was dra- dragged. It was late in the afternoon. I didn't want to take a chance. I took it straight to a, a uh, one of the big uh, auto stores and had the battery placed. It instantly worked. Drove home. Everything was fine. Got up the next morning, about 3 o'clock in the morning, I'm going to work, and I couldn't see the highway. So I pull over. I get to my shop. I pull up, pull right up to the door, and there's almost no illumination. I get out, and one headlight is out, completely out. The other one looks really milky. So I immediately took it to a little shop around the corner that changes our oil and everything, and he says, oh, yeah, you got a bad headlight. I said, well, the other one doesn't look good. He says, well, I'll take a look at it. He called me up and says, you got one bad headlight, they're HIDs, and uh, the other one was, was coming out. So I put that one back in, it works, put the new HID in, and it's $180, I think, something like that, I don't remember. So I said, okay, no problem, I paid for it, took it. Next morning, get up, start down the road, and... Uh, there's just really no illumination. So I pull up to my shop. I pull right up to our roll-up door, and it will hardly illuminate the roll-up door. I look out, and they're both really milky. I take it back to him, and he says, uh, yeah, it looks like they, one of them st- fell out, and uh, but now the other one's bad. I said, okay. And so I, I, I don't argue with him. And uh, he says, okay, I, I put it back in. And uh, I, I I replace the other one, so now I buy another headlight. Okay, but we, so we have I to get to the end of this story, okay? So okay, let's well, get to the okay, end. Okay, let me get to the end of the story. Long story. I go to another shop. Finally, I go to the other shop, and they say, uh, "Yeah, you've got two bad headlights, and they installed them incorrectly, and they and it ruined the ballast. Now you need the entire thing." So I paid fourteen hundred dollars for two headlights. So the next day they don't work again. I go back, and finally they look at it and says, yeah, there's a little band that goes around the outside. There's a headlights that holds them in, and that was missing, although I bought two new headlights from them. 
that was missing. Now we put that in, and these little tines that hold it in, the other guys had bent them incorrectly, and now we fixed them. But I don't understand that because I bought two new headlights. And so now I'm at $1,400, and I bought three different headlights. So okay, well, what, what do you think's going on? Well, I don't know, and neither do you. Um, the tang no. he's talking about is in the socket. It's not on the headlight. Right, so, no, I know that. He took pictures of it. I'm aware of that. Okay. But they didn't. He said they were bent incorrectly. Okay. I, I don't know. I, there's no way I can do an autopsy on this. Um, I, I, if your headlights are fixed, then we have to assume that they did it right. You've got three shops involved. One, two, nope. and then the successful guy. So no, with that, shots. three shops? Two shops. One, no, one screwed it up okay. twice, and then these guys put it in twice. Okay. You've got multiple shops involved, and you've got multiple repairs involved. So you need to sit down and figure out what you want. And then you go to the shops that have been involved in this, with the exception of probably the one that fixed it. And you're going to say to them, this is the one, two, three, four, five. And I would like very much if you would look at this and see if there's any going to be. And here's the deal. You didn't fix it. I had the same problem the next morning. Then the shop owner may say to you, how come you didn't bring it back to me? And then you'll have to answer that. Well, I had it in twice. And so I thought a fresh pair of eyes would be good for me and you. So you can talk to the shop owner, but if you paid with a credit card, you can also stop payment on that kit, on that card. Yeah, I hate to, I hate to do that because they're trying to do it. But the first shop flat told me, Mike, I, I don't know. Maybe you should take it somewhere else. I'm, I'm confused. That's what the first shop told me. I'm confused. Okay. I was saying, no offer of a refund. That's fine. I took it to the second shop. They fixed it once, told me that the headlights were bad, replaced headlights, uh, and then told me that uh, it was in, that was installed improperly the first time, that was a problem, even though I bought the new headlights. Okay, well, we've already been over that. It doesn't. I can't re- reconstruct this. I can't. I can't start all over. I, I think you need to determine what you want, and I think you need to go to the shops that perhaps didn't fix your problem but charged you, and see if you can come to some kind of an agreement. If not, you can file a Better Business Bureau complaint against them. Or you can go to your credit card company and say, I want to stop payment on this particular bill because he didn't do anything that furthered my problem. He charged me money, and he didn't fix the problem, and here's the repair bill that did fix the problem. That's how I'd handle it. Well, okay. I'm just trying to figure out. I just gave you. I've been in dispute resolution since 1982. I work for the government, I work for the courts, I work for the, the Superior Court for the State of Arizona, the Supreme Court. I've been on committees for them. I'm real aware. That's your only option. The only other option is go find that attorney that's on television and have him sue everybody. And then you're going to have to hire an expert that's going to be 250 to $400 an hour about auto repair stuff. So, I mean, a lot of this is... Is there's good, not a lot. There's going to be some responsibility for you, but the issue is is that somebody didn't do it right. Somebody didn't do it right. Then somebody did it right, and now you have the proof, and now you can just go back to them. I would start with the shop owners, but if you if that's the first time you've been in there, there's chances of getting their attention are slim and none. But if you go to a shop and you've been there many many times, and you say this is what you did and it didn't fix it, and this is what he did and it did fix it. I was wondering if we can work something out. If they value your you as a customer, they're going to work something out. I want to tell you, once a month I write a check. Once a month I write a check. But again, it's really worth, it, for me, it's are you worth keeping? 
So if I have somebody that comes in for the very first time and tells us to rebalance their tires, we rebalance their tires, and they come back and they say, I still have the vibration. And then we say, wait a minute, you didn't tell us about vibration. You instructed us to balance the tires, which means you did your own diagnosis. And so what's the problem? Well, I need you to fix it. Well, I know, but it's going to cost you money. Why don't you take one of our techs with you? So he takes a tech, this is the true story, takes a tech, and the tech comes back and he goes, he's got a separation on the right rear tire, it just vibrates your butt like crazy. We lift it up on the hoist, and there's a big O egg on the tire. And the guy, this is what he said, you must have done that. At that point, I am done with him. I drop the car down, I pull it around front of the shop, I give him the keys, and I said, your customer file's been canceled. You need to go to your tire company and get a new tire. We didn't cause that problem. We misdiagnosed it, and here's your $22. Don't ever come back because that's what happens. That's what you kind of have to do. But you're on your own, but I'm, I'm just giving you the very best advice I can give you. And, and, uh, and there chances of you recovering after all this going on, all of your money is pretty slim. Who, who have you got next? Tim, good morning. How can I help you? Oh, hi, Mark. Um, you know, this is the second time I've called you. And it's sad to see that you're going to be going because, uh, I listen to you and I do my chores on Saturdays. Uh, but uh, um, what I'm calling about today is uh, air conditioner issue. Um, and um, I had uh, coolant put in it, and it's cooling now. But uh, after they finished the coolant, they told me that I, there's something wrong with the fan on it. Uh, and they wanted to charge me almost $170 to diagnose it. Um, I, I felt that they were already working on it. and. And I don't know why I should have to pay that much for a diagnosis. So I thought I'd ask you. Okay. What do I do? Did you t- what did you take it in for? Did you take it in for an air conditioning issue? Yes. Okay. And let me ask you a question. The air conditioning issue, did it have anything to do between the performance of the AC unit and the temperature coming out of the vents and the speed of the vehicle? Was there a really... Here, this is what I'm looking for. When you pull up to a traffic light, the air conditioning gets warm. When you're driving down the freeway, the air conditioning is ice cold. Is that possible in your case? Yes, it was doing that right when I... Just before I took it in, I noticed that. Okay. All right. Um, That's a fan problem. That's a fan problem. Here, think about it. You're sitting at a traffic light. We have electric fans, clutch fans, and they're sucking air across the condenser and the radiator. So when you're sitting at a stop, we're moving air across the condenser, which is in front of the radiator, and the condenser is part of your air conditioning system, and then we're moving it through the radiator. When you go on down the freeway, we disengage the clutch and because the wind is going to blow through the radiator and do all of its stuff it needs to do. You have classic, classic symptoms of a fan problem. So the question is, is what do I do next? Here's the answer. Go and have them fix it. Keep your old part and have them fix it. Go back to the first shop in a nice way and say, here's your repair order, and this is what you did, but I left with the same symptoms. I went to another shop, and he replaced this part, and that fixed it. So would you look at my repair order and see if there's any kind of a refund you can give me? Um, I'm sure I benefited from some of what you did, but I didn't benefit all the way from what you did. So I'll, I'll give you some time. Here's my phone number. Give me a call whenever you get a chance. If he doesn't call you back, he's telling you I don't want you as a customer and I'm an idiot. If he calls you back and says, hey, what is it you want? You know, just will you give me half my bill back? And I'd say, oh, yeah, 
I was going to give you all of it back if you asked for it. <laughs> Heck yes, I'll give you half of it back. So your symptoms match a fan diagnosis. So I think the guy that diagnosed the fan knows what he's doing. He should make the repair. The first guy, I think if you talk to him nicely and give him time to decide what he wants to do, I think you might win that, discuss- that discussion. Okay. Well, I guess it's, it, could, it could be the fan. It could be uh, the computer, or it could be uh, some kind of a switch. You, so you, you didn't listen to what I said. You didn't listen to what I said. Your symptoms is not a not a, a fuse. It's not a computer. It's not anything. It's air movement across the radiator and the condenser. Okay, if you're sitting at a traffic way. light, you got no air movement. If the fan's off, if you're driving down the highway, we don't need the doggone fan because you're driving down the highway. There's enough air running across the evaporator, the condenser, uh, at, not the evaporator, the condenser. So on one hand, you, you, you ask me to diagnose it for you. I agree 100% with the guy that said the fan's bad. That's the best I can do. I think you're barking up the wrong tree if you try to get everybody to fit your square box. I think you've got a good case. 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. The lines are wide open. You can grab one. Let me tell you about Blackwell Automotive. First of all, Tom doesn't know anything about cars because I've taught him everything he knows. When you say that to him, he's going to giggle like a little girl. He's up at 40th Street in Greenway. I've known him for 10, 15 years. Both of us are cut from the same cloth. We both think we know everything, but every once in a while, somebody will tell us we didn't and show us why. And it's just how well you can eat crow. And that happens to me. That happens to just about every shop in town. You misdiagnose it or you make a repair that doesn't fix the problem or you cause something to happen. Not too long ago, the technician forgot to put the radiator cap on a car, and the car made it about six miles and the steam out of the underneath the hood, and we got it towed back in, and there's nothing you can say. You say, I'm sorry. I made a mistake. I'm going to put your cooling system back together. We lost the cap. I'm going to put a new cap on there, and here's the symptoms that I want you to look out after. I want to see if the needle goes high, and if it gets in the three-quarter mark, please shut it off and call me. If the needle stays between half and three-quarters for the next three or four weeks, then we dodged a bullet. I'm sorry we did that. I'll make it right. Let me know. And I've set the parameters about what I'm... You can't call me six months later and say that it overheated because six months is too long. If I did something wrong, it's going to show its ugly face within the first 100 miles in this particular case. So 602-508-0960. We have five lines, and they're all open. 602-508-0960. My name's Mark Salem, and we've got one more week of Mark Salem, which is next week. And after that, I'll be history. I don't know who's going to fill my spot, but hopefully you'll give them the same kind of call or load and, and the same kind of discussion as, you, as you've given me, because I'm very appreciative of that. So we'll be back talking about cars, 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.